welcome to the Locking Castle Church podcast. This Sunday morning teaching was given as part of the Fruitfulness on the Frontline series. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Yeah. Thank you. So, uh, so I've, I've been on a journey with Jake for how long is it now? About a year now, I'd so, say. Yeah. Coming up to a year anyway. So, but I've known you a little bit longer than that because I've met, well, I kind of met you online actually. <laughs> yeah, playing we were, Dungeons and Dragons. We were playing Dungeons and Dragons of all things. Okay. So that was, uh, I didn't know this was going to be my front line. And here I meet Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah so, we, yeah, so we met doing that, didn't we? Yeah. So, but how, do, how on earth did you end up really kind of being here from, from us playing online through lockdown to now you actually standing up going to talk with me? So. Well, we were, so obviously we were playing Dungeons and & Dragons and then eventually you invited me to come and help with the youth team. Oh, yeah, I did, um, didn't I? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, as a complete and total atheist, I came and helped with the youth team. And then eventually I came to the Sunday youth team, which was Alpha at the time. Yeah, there's Alpha, yeah, yeah. Um, which I sort of felt a bit out of my depth. I didn't really know all the questions being asked. I didn't really know what to say. Um, but I, I persevered with it. I kept coming. Despite whether us. Whether I was coerced <laughs> or not. Um, and then, yeah, and then... As of recently, over the last six months, me and Andrew have been meeting up um, to do a little bit of Bible study together, sort of one-on-one, over at McDonald's breakfast. Obviously. Yes. Food, involved in food, that's always a good thing, yeah. <laughs> it's biblical, exactly. yes, they are. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And, and sort of how we got to today. Uh, and this is, yeah, so we, we kind of met together to uh, kind of talk through this passage. Yeah. So, so what, what did you think? What did you come... Well, every time, every time me and Andrew normally meet, we normally go, we read the passage together, um, and normally the order of it is, I end up saying, I have no idea what we've just read. What does it <laughs> even mean? And that hasn't changed with this one. No, it we hasn't. We met up, no. and I suppose the first question was, there's a lot of we's and there's a lot of you's in it. And I don't know who are the we's and who are the you's. Okay. Well, okay. So, who are the we's and who are the you's, or the who's you uh, used to say, wasn't the it? Who's. The who's. Who's he? What he was? Yeah. Okay. So, so we we established. So uh, we we talked about a little bit of the context of what this uh, this letter. Well, we didn't even know it was a letter no. to the. So it was from uh, Timothy and Paul who were writing to the church at Colossae. So, Colossae, uh, so the, to the church at Colossae. So it's like uh, a letter being sent to Western Supermare, to the church at Western Supermare, and it would go round the churches there. Now, we haven't, uh, back there in Colossae, there was not any denominations. There wasn't, it wasn't a, a case of uh, this type of church or that kind. It was actually in their homes. So this uh, letter would be circulated around home churches uh, at which Epaphras had set up. He had planted these churches and they were just in everyone, everyone's home. There wasn't any church buildings like this. Uh, it, it was actually at each other's homes. So this letter would be circulated. And so that, that's the we. And so the you are those ones in those, uh, those little fellowships, those little churches. 
in their homes. So that's the, uh, the we's and the you's. The we's and the you's. Yes. So what, what else did you? I mean, the next thought that we had, um, or that I had, was whether or not you know this, but this talk is about the mouthpiece of truth and justice. Yeah. And upon reading it, there's no mouthpiece, there's no mention of truth, and there's no mention of justice. So where's the mouthpiece? <laughs> so where's the mouthpiece? Where's the mouthpiece? So you can see where the, these kind of conversations end up. As we're, so we're going, okay, so yeah, that kind of flummoxed me a bit because the people who wrote this course, because we've just been, uh, we've done life on the front line and now we're doing fruitfulness in the front line, there's lots of M's. So did they just pluck this out of the air? Because it just kind of, well, we just carry on with the M's because last uh, week we we're looking at molding culture. The week before it was uh, ministering in grace and love. So it was lots of M's. There's a few M's in this. So do they just pluck this out of the air, or does it mean something else? What, what, do, you, what do you think? Or it could be an implied mouthpiece within it. Okay. Which so I think we might have to look for. So what is a mouthpiece? What is a mouthpiece? Yeah, what is a mouthpiece? I don't know. Should I Google it? Yeah, you Google it. Right. Yeah. What's, what, what does what it come up with? So... Googling mouthpiece, the first thing that comes up is something like that. It's like a trumpet mouthpiece yeah. sort of thing, which we, we actually do have. Yeah, you do. In this rather small box. <laughs> a trumpet with a mouthpiece. Well, it's a bugle, isn't it? It hasn't got any... Yes. Uh, but we're going to pretend it's a trumpet because that doesn't, a bugle doesn't fit in with our talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So that's all I could find was, uh, was, a, was a bugle. Uh, so I did learn this morning that Neville actually had a French horn. So we could have had a French horn this morning. But have you ever played a French horn? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> are you, are you, do you play any instrument? No. Just sing. That's it. Just sing. Okay. Right. Okay. So, so what did we find about this? So, yeah, where is this mouthpiece then? So, how does that mouthpiece you got in your hand work towards where where this talk is about? So, I suppose the thinking is is the mouthpiece is separate from the trumpet. Without the mouthpiece, you in theory can't play the trumpet. Go on then. So right. we're going to try it out. Go on then. Go on, try it out. All right. Go for it. This is without the mouth. Okay. With the mouthpiece. I, <laughs> I don't play trumpet, so this could go horribly. <laughs> okay, there we are. <laughs> well done. So what on earth does the mouthpiece have got, uh, got to do with this talk then? So if we look at it, if we look at the rest of the kind of the verses here, so we, we start off with uh, kind of verse 9. And it says that uh, the, the real kind of sense of it is that Paul is saying that we're praying for you. We're praying for the church at Colossae, so he's praying for the church at Western Supermare, right? That we would understand God's will for our lives, okay? To have that knowledge to understand by his spirit. And by doing so, that we'll be fruitful in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. But notice that there is a circular notion in this, because uh, 
there's a certain notion of knowledge here. That Paul and Timothy are urging them to live a life based on this knowledge of God's will that leads to the knowledge of God by practicing living a life which is worthy for him. So in knowing his will, we live a life worthy and we understand even more by actually practicing what? Well, practice makes perfect. So if um, Jake uh, kind of picked up and learnt it, he might be able to make more notes. Maybe. Yeah? Because yeah. it increases your knowledge by it practice. It does. So that's the idea, is that if we actually live out a life which is worthy to the Lord, we will actually get better at it, and we will know more about his will. So it's this circular notion that this knowledge gives knowledge. Well, it, so it continues to grow, this knowledge does. Okay, yeah. Yeah. What, what else then? What else could this... So if you just uh, separate that. So what else could this, this mean then? So what's it do without the... Can you... Do that. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Right. <laughs> How rude. Uh, so, <laughs> so you can't have one without the other. <laughs> it's got to be together to actually make the noise, the make the tune, the melody, whatever. So what could that actually be? What, so what else did we kind of so learn? I suppose thinking of the trumpet and the mouthpiece as a metaphor, if you think of your fingers as your actions and your breath as your words. If you don't put your breath to the mouthpiece that God has given you and use your fingers to create the song, then you're just a bad trumpeter, pretty much. And don't knock on people's doors and play through their letterboxes. Just play, and people will be curious and have intrigue and come and realize that the melody you are playing, God's melody, is in harmony with life. Okay, that's great. That's a great observation there. You see, the thing is, to live a life worthy of the Lord, isn't that we are earning his favor? Now, I can, I can earn f- um, Jake's favor by buying him a McDonald's breakfast. Yeah? Just for? About an hour. About an hour. Yeah. Is that that's a, as long as the favour lasts? Yeah. Is it? Okay. So, so it's rather short-lived. Yeah. That that kind of favour, right? But but the idea is that it's not that we can't get him to love us more. He already loves us enough to uh, send his son to die in our place. That is love. He went to the full extent of what love is by giving his son so he could change and transform us. So what does that actually mean? So if it's really based on this rest of this passage, to help us to be the best trumpeter, okay? So we're not just paying lip service to it, that we're not actually blowing our own trumpet. But we are kind of, so if we look at verse 11, it says, we're given power according to his glorious might and gives us endurance and patience. 
In verse 12, it says, qualified us to be holy people in the kingdom of light. In verse 13, he has brought us out of dominion of darkness into his own kingdom of his son. And verse 14, he has redeemed us and forgiven our sins. We're indebted to him. That's why we want to live a life worthy. So what does redeem mean? That's a kind of redemption. What does redemption mean? It brings to mind a story that um, you told me multiple times. Um, Thanks, Jake. Thanks, Jake. It's the only story I've got. It's It's a story I wanted to hear. But so it's about a boy. He builds this toy boat, magnificent toy boat. He takes it down to the river, puts it in the river, and sails it down. As he's sailing it, the stream picks up and the wind picks up and it pushes the boat down and it's going faster than he can run. So the boat goes and he loses his boat. He goes into town the next day and in the shop window he sees his boat, the boat he made that ran away from him. He goes in and he says to the shopkeeper, that, you found my boat, that's my boat. But the shopkeeper turns around and says, if you want your boat back, you're going to have to buy it. I found it, you're going to have to buy it back. So the boy goes back and for the next week he does extra, extra chores to save up for money so he could buy his boat. After the week, he goes back to the shop, goes to the shopkeeper, buys the boat, and as he walks out of the shop with his boat, he says to it, I made you, and I have bought you back. You are twice mine. Twice mine. We were once, we are, were made in his image, but we lost, we went and lost ourselves in the midst of life. But God has brought us back. We are twice his. Awesome. Thank you. So we're indebted to the Lord for the gifts that he has provided for us to make use of us as we follow him on our front lines. And as Dave read out those scriptures from Isaiah 58 about what it is to be a follower of Jesus, to give our lives to make it better for others, to help the poor, to clothe the naked. This is what the church is here for. It enables us to make or play a melody or live in harmony. We, in a way, are the trumpet. And that mouthpiece, all what he has given us, makes it work. So perhaps we should be changing this title is using the mouthpiece. Rather than being a mouthpiece. Yes, by being a mouthpiece. Because we can't be the mouthpiece. It's only the Lord, what he has given us, enables us to be this mouthpiece. To put it onto this trumpet to not just kind of blow hot air, but actually make a difference in this world. So we don't want to be blowing our own horn but being all what we can, making a pleasing melody that points to Jesus on our front lines. That's what we're here for. It's not about us. 
It's not about this church. It's all about Jesus. And that's worth trumpeting about. Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. Excellent. Great. Anything else? Jake, is there anything else you want to say? I don't think so. Unless you want to trumpet solo. <laughs> if you can. I don't, I don't think I can. It'll be one note. One just perfect note. One perfect note. Perfect note. Okay. Perfect note. Well, that's it. Practice makes perfect, though. This All is right? true. Okay. So, shall we pray? Shall we pray? So, Father, I thank you that you have given me this opportunity even on uh, a front line I didn't think I had when meeting Jake online playing Dungeons and Dragons. And now he is here standing next to me preaching your word. Lord, help us all to have these kind of relationships, these kind of uh, opportunities to walk alongside and journey with someone. Lord, we thank you for our front lines. We thank you for the opportunity for using this mouthpiece, all the good stuff you've given us, your power, your endurance, your patience, your kingdom, and how you've brought us back and forgiven all our sins. So, Father, help us to live lives which are worthy not out of favor, but because of all what you have done for us. We're indebted to you, and we lay our lives down before you right now. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to find out more about Locking Castle Church, please visit our website at lockingcastlechurch.org.